Welcome to this week's podcast from Terelgan City Church. We hope this message transforms and equips you to reach out. For more information about what's happening at TCC, head to mytcc.com.au or check us out on Facebook. We hope you enjoy this message. But uh, Easter is a time of hope. And for me, it's all about a living hope. And that living hope is in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And his name is Jesus. Maybe you haven't heard of this name, Jesus. Maybe Easter for you has been about uh, chocolate eggs or a long weekend or whatever it might be. But uh, there is a hope. It's a hope. And it's not a hope that says, you know, I hope for this or I hope for this. A hope for that, a hope that disappears when things are tough, a hope that uh, goes in in tough times or in a crisis. It's not a hope that you have one day and then a hope that's gone the next day, but it's a living hope that stands for all time. And there was a moment in time when the lights went out and the sky went dark. There was a time that it felt like hope was lost. Who has ever heard of the disciples, the 12 disciples? Who's heard of them? There's a few people. Um, heard of the 12 disciples. They felt like hope was lost. The sky went dark. The lights were out. They felt like hope was lost. They'd lost their leader. They'd lost their king. They'd lost their savior. They'd lost their friend. They thought it was all done. It was all dusted. That everything they had learned from Jesus was for nothing. They were scared. They were anxious. They had lost hope. And at the death of Jesus, Scripture says that darkness covered the land. And in Luke 23, verse 44, it says this, It was about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. For the sun had stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. And Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. And maybe sometimes that's how we can feel in life. It's all over. Everything feels dark. That darkness is beginning to set in. We look around the world. We look at all the things that are going on and we can feel like hope is lost. That there's a darkness that's setting in. What will tomorrow hold? Maybe a loved one is sick. Maybe you're worried about um, you know, certain things or you're worried about what tomorrow might hold. You worry about a job. But today I want to let you know that we have a living hope, a hope that stands through the storms of life. Easter is actually all about hope, and it's about a resurrected king, and his name is Jesus. Jesus is king, not just a king, but the king of kings. He's the king of love. He's the king of grace. He's the king of life. He's the king of victory. He's not like any king that you've ever heard of. Kings demand to be served. Kings use force to get their own way. Has anyone met a king? Anyone been to Buckingham Palace and stood at the gates and just hoped for a glimpse at the queen? That maybe they would come out and wave on the balcony? But this King Jesus is not like any other king. Kings demand to be served, use their force to get their own way. Kings lord it over others. Kings don't socialize with anyone of lowly position. Kings don't wear crowns woven out of thorns. Kings 
don't give their life for others. Usually they send someone else. And in Philippians 2, verse 6 to 11, it it says this, Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance of a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What sort of king is this? In Matthew 20, verse 28, it says, Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And you can see that in Matthew 20, verse 28. And he gave his life. That is what he, he did. What sort of king does this? There's a reason uh, as Christians we get so excited on Easter Sunday and we celebrate and we have things like jumping castles and face painting and uh, balloon twists and do all that fun stuff. There's a reason why. Because for us we celebrate that Jesus is alive, that he has risen from the dead, that he didn't stay dead in the grave or in the tomb, but he actually rose to life. And he is alive and living. And maybe that's the first time you've ever heard that. But Jesus is alive and living and he loves you. What if Jesus, this Jesus that we talk of, could transform your life, your situation? I want to tell you today that he can. How do I know? How do I know this? I have experienced the risen power of God in my life. You know, I was 14, the first time that I'd felt the presence of God. I was questioning everything. I, I questioned whether God was real. But in this moment, I felt God in such a powerful way. I encountered the living God on my life. And the only way that I can describe it or explain it, it, was, it felt like a lightning bolt came over me. And that from that moment, I felt changed. I've felt the power of Jesus in my life many times since then. And this is something that everyone can experience. It's not just for one or two or three, but it's for everyone. Everyone can experience this kind of incredible encounter with God. Jesus didn't come for a select few, but he came for all. In John 3, 16, it says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that everyone, that includes you and that includes me, everyone, he loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. That includes everyone. In John 10, verse 10, there's a scripture that says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. I want to tell you today that the scripture that that the thief talks about has actually been defeated. The thief that come to steal, kill, and destroy has been defeated and did not get the final say. King Jesus did. Jesus is king. Who's heard of that? 
Jesus is king. Jesus is king. You know, you might have heard that from a, um, what's that singer, rapper guy? What's his name? I've, I've forgotten it right now. Kanye, that's it, Kanye West. He wrote an album titled Jesus is King. So this might be something that you're familiar with, but Jesus is king. He's risen. He's alive. And we can allow the following to reside in us, thinking, you know what? There's nothing that can change this. There's no power that can change this. There's nothing that can help me in my struggle and in my life. There's nothing that can help. And we can allow these things to go, well, this is just how it is. This is just how it is. We can allow things like, like shame and sin and depression and guilt and addiction and disappointment and unforgiveness and feelings of, unworthy, of unworthiness, feeling undervalued and underloved. We can just think that this is how it is. But Jesus actually came so that we didn't, don't have to struggle with these things. But he came and he says, I am king. I am savior over your life, over your struggle, whether it's depression, whether it's addiction, whatever it is, he is the one that comes and transforms us and helps us because he conquered death once and for all. And that is the good news. Jesus didn't go to the cross so that we could live powerless to these things, powerless to an enemy and his evil schemes. He has given us the power and authority in the name of Jesus. He's given us the power and authority to say, shame off you, sin off you, sickness off you, depression off you, disappointment off you, guilt off you. Jesus is not dead, he is alive. And in the words of Ron Canoli, anyone know a man named Ron Canoli? He says this in a song, and I won't sing it for you because then you'll all leave the room. But it says, hallelujah, Jesus is alive. Death has lost its victory and the grave has been denied. Jesus lives forever. He's alive. He's alive. Jesus lives forever, he's alive. And I love in that song, it's like death has lost its victory and the grave has what? Been denied. Like that is something to get excited about. If you wonder what is this hype? Why are the Christians, it's not even a hype, but why are the Christians get so excited about this? It's because he is alive and the grave has been denied. We don't have to face struggles. We have a Jesus who can help us through our struggle can transform our lives. The same power that conquered the grave lives in us and we can walk in that authority. Ephesians 1, 19 says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. You can encounter the resurrecting power of Jesus today. And you know what I love about Jesus? Jesus is a gentleman. Jesus doesn't force his way into your life. Jesus doesn't force or demand like a king, like the kings that we know of this world would demand entry. 
You know, what they want, they can take. Jesus is not like that. As our king, he gives us the option and he doesn't force himself on, the, on us. Listen to this. In Revelation 3.20, this is Jesus speaking. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And we're going to watch a short video in just a moment about this. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Check out the screens right now as we watch this. One promise that Jesus gives is in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Jesus says this, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Holman Hunt, the pre-Raphaelite artist, illustrated this verse with a painting. It's called The Light of the World, and it hangs right here in St. Paul's Cathedral. Jesus, the light of the world, stands at a door which is overgrown with ivy and weeds. The door represents the door of someone's life. This person has never invited Jesus to come into his or her life. Jesus is standing at the door and knocking. He's awaiting a response. He wants to come in and be part of that person's life and eat with them. Eating together is a sign of friendship and Jesus offers that friendship to everyone who opens the door of their lives to him. Apparently someone said to Holman Hunt that he'd made a mistake. They said to him, look, you've forgotten to paint a handle on the door. No, he replied, that's deliberate. There is a handle, but it's on the inside. In other words, we have to open the door to let Jesus into our lives. Jesus is not going to force his way into your life. He gives you the freedom to choose whether to invite him into your life. But his promise is this. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. Not I might come in or I'll think about it. You can be sure that if you invite him, he will come in. And he will always be with you, now and for eternity. That's his promise, it's his word. It's an amazing thing about our king, is that he doesn't force his way in. He, doesn't, he, he awaits our response. He won't force his way into our life. It's actually up to us. He gives us the choice of whether we want to receive him or not. And just as that painting showed, and we're going to put it up on the screen again, but just as that painting showed, you see that there, he's standing at the door and he's knocking, and the only handle that there is is on the inside. It's completely up to us if we open the door or not. And Jesus waits for our response. And even if we don't, open the door, he continues to wait and he continues to knock and he continues to wait and he continues to knock and he says, you know what? It's up to you. The choice is yours. What an amazing king. And the reason that he will continue to wait is because he is relentless in his love for you and for me. In 1 Timothy 1.14, as I finish up today, 
Apostle Paul Paul says this, I was flooded with such incredible grace, like a river overflowing its banks, until I was full of faith and love for Jesus, the anointed one. I can testify that the word is true and deserves to be received by all. For Jesus Christ came into the world to bring sinners back to life, even me, the worst sinner of all. Yet I was captured by grace so that Jesus Christ could display through me the outpouring of his spirit as a pattern to be seen for all those who would believe in him for eternal life. Because of this, my praises rise to the King of the universe who is indestructible, invisible, and full of glory. The only God who is worthy of the highest honor throughout all time, throughout all eternity of eternities. Amen. And I love in that scripture how it says, the King of the universe who is indestructible. And when you look at that word and you go and look at that word deep, deeper and what it actually means. Indestructible was in direct reference to the physical body of Jesus that did not compose in the tomb, but was raised to resurrection, was raised to life. Indestructible, that's the King that we serve. That's the King that stands and knocks at the door. He's indestructible. Your life won't be too much for Him. Whatever you're going through won't be too much for Him. Whatever your struggle is, it's not too much for Him because He is indestructible. He's an amazing God. He's an amazing Jesus and He's relentless in His love for you. And just as that picture shows, He will stand at the door and He will knock for however long it takes, whether it's today, whether it's two years from now, whether it's 10 years from now, He will continue to wait and He will continue to knock because He loves you and He cares for you. What a King, King Jesus. Jesus is King. Jesus is alive and He awaits our response. The King above any other King awaits your response. Even if you turn Him away, He'll still wait for you. What will your response be today? And as I finish, why don't you stand to your feet? We thank Jesus for Resurrection Sunday. And maybe you're in the room today and you don't know about this Jesus. Maybe today's the only, the first time that you've heard about Jesus actually being alive, that he's not actually dead, that he's alive. And God in his grace and in his mercy sent Jesus for each and every one of us so that we might know new life, so that we would know him as our saviour, that we may know him that we may not have religion and rules, because you see, it's not about religion and rules, but it's about relationship. Relationship with Jesus. And wherever you are in your journey of faith today, know that Jesus loves you and He'll wait for you. And if you choose today to open the door, He will come in and He will be with you forever, for eternity. It's an amazing King. And so maybe here today you're saying, I don't know this Jesus, but I'd like to. Then in a moment, I'd like to lead you in a simple, powerful prayer, asking Him to come into your life. Or maybe today it's been a while since you've allowed Jesus into your life. Maybe you've known Him, but you've, you've decided, hey, I'm gonna go this direction. And He's standing at your door and He's knocking today. He's saying, hey, I love you and I'll still wait for you. 
just as the, uh, the prodigal son, the story of the prodigal son and the father waits for his son and he looks down the road and he waits and he waits. And as he sees his son turning and coming towards him, what does this father do? He doesn't wait at the end of the road and with a finger and keep pointing. But what he does is he runs towards his son and he wraps him and he embraces him in this love. And that's what Jesus does for each of us. Doesn't matter where you are at your journey of faith. And so I'm gonna say this simple, powerful prayer. And if you wanna say this with me today, you can as well. And it's so simple. So why don't, if that's you in this room today, why don't you pray this with me? Dear Jesus, Today I give you my life. I choose you as my Lord and Saviour. Forgive me of all my wrongdoing. You are my Lord and King. I want to follow you for the rest of my days. Today I surrender all. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. For more information about Torelgan City Church, check out mytcc.com.au.